The people who are now living in darkness will see a great light. They are now living in a very dark land, but a light will shine on them. A child will be born to us. A son will be given to us. He will rule over us. If you like this and you want to say it with me, go to town. And he will be called Wonderful Advisor and Mighty God. He will also be called Father who lives forever and Prince who brings peace. There will be no limit to how great his authority is. The peace that he brings will never end. He will rule on David's throne and over his kingdom. All of us together, he will make the kingdom strong and secure. His rule will be based on what is fair and right. It will last forever. The Lord's great love will make sure that happens. He rules over all. The word of the Lord. Awesome. I heard a teacher once where the translation of that last line is, and the zeal of the Lord God Almighty will accomplish this. And he said, okay, so it doesn't say, and the zeal of Joanna Pallister will accomplish this, or the zeal of this person will accomplish this. Like it was just a reminder that despite all of our desire, all of great our efforts, like God is the one, God is the maker, he is the first. So obviously we're partners in that, but I just love that reminder. That's such a rich reading. Gordie and Kathleen have prepared a teaching. Looks incredible. Please come. Gordie's going to start. Well, good morning again. Good morning. Good to see you all, beautiful people. Happy second Advent Sunday in the new year. Happy new year uh, in the church new year. And it's already been a good one, eh? So good. Uh, just praying today, so grateful for the snow. And the reason is, is because when you have sad, the snow reflects light and it makes it just easier. So, and by the way, um, I'm wearing my hat and that scripture in First Corinthians about it's a shame for men to wear hats when they're worshiping, just shows you, you have to take scripture in context, right? Always gotta take it in context. Good illustration. So today we're going to talk about peace. Peace, bro. I kind of grew up with that in my teen years, right, Dan? And uh, um, I uh, have a lot of, we, Kathleen and I host a lot of homestay students. Hi, Zoomers. Good to see you. And um, we've had a lot of Koreans. So during the Korean time, We've had more Europeans lately, but we went through a real Korean time. And so I learned the, he, the, the Korean alphabet because I found as an English person, it's really helpful to learn the alphabet if you're going to learn uh, to pronounce, it, pronounce things properly. It just really helps with the pronunciation. So I'm just wondering, oh, by the way, did you notice that Joanna read the, the gospel reading was Isaiah? Yes. Did you notice that? That's pretty sneaky, eh? And I used to preach, when I preached from Isaiah, I'd say, let's turn to the gospel of Isaiah. And the reason I would do that is there's more about Jesus in, in Isaiah than a lot of the gospels. I mean, he's crazy. Just, just threw that one in. So does anybody know what this word means? Or no, 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 not what it means. Can anybody say it? Anyang haseo. Everybody say, anyang haseo. 
Annyeonghaseyo. And what does it mean? Hello. And there, that's, you know, what I love about this is there aren't really wrong answers. It's pretty nuanced. Do you know what it literally means? It means, hello. Are you at peace? Isn't that beautiful? That's what it means. Now, is that right, Tay? <laughs> Tay doesn't know. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> no, it's true. And, and, Anyang uh, Haseo. And so, when you're, what is, does anybody know what, how you say this? It's very sim similar. This is Anyang Geseo. Does anybody know what that means? It's goodbye. It's goodbye, but there's two, there's two goodbyes in Korea. There's one when you're going, and there's one when you're staying and they're going. So the one when you're going, you say, 안녕에 가세요. 계세요. That means goodbye, stay in peace. So you probably guess what the other one means. Goodbye. 안녕히 가세요. Go in peace. Isn't that amazing? It's kind of like a lot of those Middle Eastern countries the greeting is shalom, right? Shalom, shalom. Right? And there's, there's so many uh, countries where the greeting is a passing of the peace. It's like it's more than just one religion. It's like a, a human thing. This longing to pass peace to one another. And to recognize that we actually need each other for that peace. Isn't that interesting? That it's a communal thing. It's not like me trying to go out in the forest somewhere and, where and find peace. It's actually a communal thing. Which helped me as an introvert get up and come to church today. Because the, the natural part of me doesn't want to. It's, it's true. You know, sometimes I've been in bed Sunday morning. I said to Kathleen, I don't want to go to church today. She says, you have to. You're the pastor. Um, so, so I just found that really touching. So, so, so our, we've lit the candle of peace today and, um, we're going to, Kathleen has an activity. This is an IG and I don't think I need to explain it because I think everybody here knows what we do for IG. But when you think about peace, do you think about this or this? Welcome home, Canada has peace, right? Do you think about this, Dan? <laughs> or do you think about this? So I think what we're going to argue today a little bit is that peace is, um, it's kind of like, remember we talked a few weeks ago about courage? Courage is not the absence of fear. It's what you do when there's fear present. And last week we talked about hope. Hope is not the absence of despair or darkness. Hope is what you do in that darkness. And in, the, in Abraham, it says against hope, he believed in hope. So it's, it's not the absence of the storm, is it? All right, so we have a little inner. Inter, Gordy was going to say international. Oh, and we've got something for you Zoomers while we're doing this, so we'll, we'll remember to. 
Okay, so uh, we're going to work as a community, and um, some of you were given, the adults were given red cards with different words on them, and in, in a precisely about half a minute, I'm going to ask all the willing youth and children to come forward and pair up. Those of you that want to represent humanity will choose to either be blindfolded or close your eyes. Some people don't like to wear a blindfold, that's fine. But the person that's going to represent humanity walking in darkness will either choose to put on a blindfold, we'll help you with that. And then you partner up with another child or youth, and you're going to be commissioned to go out into the world. This is our world here today. And collect individual cards on which words are written to represent our scripture right so basically the person that's leading the blindfolded one or the one with their eyes shut has to be trusted i don't know if you've done a blind walk lately i'm i'm amazed at seeing people that actually are blind that have those little white sticks and are walking along and, I, and they come to the edge of the and I think, oh my gosh, are they going to navigate and go across the street? And then sometimes they have a dog. Well, you're smiling, Jose, because you kind of know what that's all about. But really, I think all of us are blind. And I, I, I'm, the teaching I'm bringing today is to do with trust. When I think of trusting the Lord, I think I, my version is I'll trust the Lord with some of my heart. I'll lean not totally on my own understanding so instead of i trust the lord with all my heart what are we trusting the lord for today as a community trusting for healing trusting for deliverance so trusting for finances provision for food so come forward young people children and decide how you want to work it out be a partner you have to have two that means you're going to link hands or you're going to hold hands or link elbows however you choose to do it one of you is going to be a blindfolded person so kip are you going to work with um we do need people to know how to read eventually too so we have to trust that river is going to be able to participate so come forward everybody quick 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 come on faith come forward and let's have so, do you want to wear a blindfold? Okay, Gordy, help put the blindfold on. Do you want to wear a blindfold, Pax? Do you want to be one that has no blindfold? I think they all want to have their blindfold. <laughs> okay, here you go. You and Pax, do you want to work together? You guys decide. Put, choose your blindfold. Just and now, while they're getting blindfolded or while they're getting partnered up, do we have everybody? What you decide, whatever you want. Okay, faith is going to be a blindfold. Okay, well, I have 18 cards. So you can share your card. Scott thought he was the advisor for today, so he has the card. Oh, I, uh, that's upside down. Thank you, Nate. We need help from the community. <laughs> so on the Zoom, I don't know if you can see this, but we're getting organized to do our blindfold walk. So hopefully the adults can identify right now 
what is one particular thing you want to trust the Lord in, even though you feel blindsided or blinded? We are going through stuff. Okay, I can see Karen's card. I can't see everybody's card. You can hold it up. I can't see Kirsten's card. And then, team, your job is to collect all 18. Then when you come up, I have sticky tack. Yes, at least one. Apparently, there's how many people like math? There's one, two, three pairs. And, oh, we have a few back there, including Isaiah. And so if you, you're going to have to get more than one because we have 18 cards. So if that's three, 18 divided by three, it's approximately, you know, yeah. Or it depends on uh, River and Isaiah if they're coming for it. Bring them all back, and then we'll let you figure out how the scripture goes. On your mark, get set, go. Don't rush. Make sure nobody gets injured in the process. So friends on Zoom, while we're doing this, I would encourage you, if you could share, think about a time in your life when you've experienced peace, you've had a sense of peace, and you really shouldn't have. It was just, there were circumstances maybe that were opposite to what you would think peace were. But think, like, like that lighthouse in the storm that we just saw, think about that. And maybe just talk to each other or or chat that on the chat wall all right so we'll be with you back back with you in a few minutes i think you beat the adults they're just sitting there they didn't find the scripture uh so let's read it out for the adults to remind them he will be called wonderful advisor mighty god prince who brings peace father who lives forever his rule will be based on what is fair and right. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for engaging. All right. So welcome back, everybody. We're going we're gonna, to um, show a short video from our Orange uh, Story Lab, just an excerpt of it, not the whole thing, because I thought that they do a really good job showing how that the actual context that this verse is given, which is a well-known verse, isn't it, for Christmas time? It's often quoted, really happened in a not very peaceful time. It happened when this bully was invading another country. There was a pandemic. There was economic collapse. It sounds like today, doesn't it? But this was actually 700 years before Christ came. So if you can play the video, Sonny, and here we go. Hey, Erica. Isaiah lived more than 700 years before Jesus. And get this, his name means the Lord saves us. Think about that. Even Isaiah's name pointed to God's plan to save the Israelites and the whole world. Isaiah was a prophet, someone who listens to God and then shares truth from God with other people. Often this is a message about events that will take place in the future. Then I heard the voice of the Lord. He said, Who will I send? Who will go for us? I said, Here I am. Send me. Isaiah lived in Jerusalem. Though Jerusalem was still free, the northern part of Israel had been conquered by the Assyrians. 
With enemies closing in, Isaiah knew it was only a matter of time until the rest of the Jewish people were taken captive too. Isaiah served as an advisor to the king, but many of the messages that he shared also spoke about a time far into the future, a time when God would send someone to rescue God's people forever. The people who are living in darkness will see a great light. They are now living in a very dark land, but a light will shine on them. That light Isaiah was writing about wasn't an actual light. It was a person, a savior, and that savior was going to come in the most unusual, unexpected way. A child will be born to us. A son will be given to us. He will rule over us. And he will be called Wonderful Advisor and Mighty God. He will also be called Father Who Lives Forever and Prince Who Brings Peace. Isaiah wrote that a savior would come as a baby. Now, remember, this is over 700 years before Jesus was born. Let's take a look at what Isaiah said would be true of the Savior God would send. Spoiler alert, we know the Savior, or Rescuer, is Jesus. Wonderful advisor. It's true, right? When we aren't sure what to do, Jesus directs and guides us. He knows exactly what we need. Even when we face the most difficult challenges, we can always trust him to lead us in the right direction. Now consider mighty God. Jesus is stronger and more powerful than any earthly king. Just think of the amazing things that Jesus did. I mean, he made people who were blind see and healed people of all kinds of sickness. He turned one small lunch of bread and fish into a feast for thousands of people. And when he spoke to a storm, it listened and stopped right away. Father who lives forever. Jesus will live and reign forever. He was with God in the beginning and he'll never leave us. Like a good father, he provides everything that we need. He always wants to spend time with us and delights in us, even before we do anything for him. Prince who brings peace. When people turned from God, the world was broken. When Jesus laid down his life for us and rose again, he made peace between people and God. When we believe in Jesus and follow him, our relationship with God is restored. We can have life forever with God. In the end, Jesus will bring an end to all conflict and all wars. And in Jesus, everything that is broken will be made whole. These are amazing promises, but Isaiah wasn't finished with his picture of the rescuer God was going to send. There will be no limit to how great his authority is. The peace he brings will never end. He will rule on David's throne and over his kingdom. He will make the kingdom strong and secure. His rule will be based on what is fair and right. It will last forever. The Lord's great love will make sure that happens. He rules over all. From the very beginning, God had a plan to rescue the Israelites, right? Even when things seemed dark and hopeless, God was making a way, not just for the Jewish people, but for all of us to be saved. And it would all depend on a tiny, helpless baby. But that's a story for next time. Mind blown. I mean, it's incredible how everything came together. 
God's always at work, even when we don't see it. So what's our part in this story? Glad you asked. Well, just like for the Israelites during the time of Isaiah, things can look pretty dark. We hear about terrible things happening all over the world, all the time. And there are probably some things going on in your own life that don't make sense either. Maybe your best friend is moving away, or your mom just lost her job and you can tell your parents are really worried. Yeah, or you might be like my friend, where she has a condition where she has to go into the hospital every month for treatment. It's tough, and none of these things seem to make sense. But even when you can't see the way forward, remember that Jesus is our wonderful advisor. Our mighty God and Father who reigns forever. Our Prince of Peace. Exactly, and you can trust that God has a plan, and that in the end, everything that's wrong and confusing will be made right. Now that's something to celebrate. For sure. I'll see y'all next time. Bye, Bye, Erica. So here's the thing. God always has a plan. So let's just look at the, this beautiful text. Uh, it's as uh, I think Joanna caught that when she was getting the read. There's something so powerful and current about this promise. Why don't we all just say it together? The people who are now living in darkness will see a great light. They are now living in a very dark land, but a light will shine on them. By the way, did you know that was one of the very um, tangible words that God gave me uh, when he called me to Vancouver? That was, this was a key verse. A child, let's say, say it, a child will be born to us. A son will be given to us. He will rule over us. And he will be called Wonderful, Advisor, and Mighty God. He will also be called Father who lives forever and Prince who brings peace. So true peace then is not the absence of conflict or storm, but it's, it's the awareness. In fact, sometimes you don't even feel peace. It doesn't mean you don't have it. There's lots of times I, I've been through life where I didn't feel peace, but I look back and I realize I had peace because it's an awareness more than a feeling. Feelings are nice, but they come and go. But it's the awareness that God is with us. And don't forget that's one of Jesus' names, isn't it? For us and always working for our good. And um, we have a prayer here that kind of uh, kind of wraps this time up, but for a reflection in our communion time, I want you to think about how do you find peace in the storm? Uh, what's, what are some of the ways, we know that peace is, is from God, but God gives us means of grace to access that peace. And I think we've already touched on probably one of the most significant means of grace for God's peace. Is that when God comes with skin on, with flesh on, through each other. That's why a lot of traditional churches, and I think we should start this, they have this part in their service where they actually stop and give peace to each other. They pass, they call it the passing of the peace. That's what the Koreans do. They pass the peace. Greeting. I think, 
I think there is something, by the way, about when you greet somebody, when they come into your home, and our beautiful hospitality people, when they welcome people into the church. There's something powerful about that. It's more than just kind of hello. It's, it's a passing of peace, right? So let's just pray this prayer together. Laboring God with axe and winnowing fork, you clear a holy space where hurt and destruction have no place and a little child holds sway. Clear our lives of hatred and despair. Sow seeds of joy and peace that shoots of hope may spring forth and we may live in harmony with one another. Amen.